I've never kicked off a podcast before. I mean, it's it's not that hard. You just kind of do it, you know? This is the first day of the rest <laughs> of your life. Just fucking jump in. You just kind of do it, you know? Fucking almost drowned as a kid when my parents told me to do that. <laughs> it happened to me, too. Well, not because I was told joke. to. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just include that, you know? <laughs> just just leave, leave all this in. Editor, when, <laughs> when you're going through this, just... <laughs> you got it. It'll all be in. You got it. When I was a kid, I was at my 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 grandparents' pool, and there was like a float thing, like floating in the pool, and I didn't have mm-hmm. any, like, any like floaties on. I didn't know I didn't know how to swim, but I like saw the float thing and was like, "This looks like it would be fun to jump on." So I did, and then instantly, of course, I slipped off and fell into the water. Um, and uh, yeah, my grandpa jumped in like wearing jeans and, <laughs> and had to like fish me out. Oh gosh! I remember thinking like a little while later, you know. I would do it again. And then you went inside and you watched Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I think this was, this was a little bit before Yu-Gi-Oh, I think. This was, I was, I was probably like three. There's not much of our life that was before Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I mean, like, what, what's, what defines much of our life? Like, I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh started when we were like six. That's, wow, <laughs> you, your timeline is way off. <laughs> When did Yu-Gi-Oh start? I'm looking it up now. I remember, I remember watching Yu-Gi-Oh in third grade. That was six is way after third grade. I get that 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 is against my point, huh? Wait, what? My point was there was not much of our life, and if it, if I said it started at six, and you say it started in third grade, there's more of our life before third grade than six. Okay, yes. so Yu-Gi-Oh debuted in April 2000, but not so we not in America. No, that that's the American oh. release date. Oh no, there's yeah. there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> there there is a hundred percent no way. I do not believe this. Hang on. Good luck cutting all this out, Kyle. No, no this is all staying in. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the Yu-Gi-Oh podcast. We we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh and some other things and okay, bullshit because like, we're friends. Oh wait, no, yeah, I was. It was wait. Yu-Gi-Oh capsule monsters. What the hell is this? Wait, is this what? No, this can't be right. It started okay. It started in English in on September fifteenth, two thousand one. So seven. No, that's not right either. <laughs> okay, whatever. Right. Okay. I, 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 Doesn't matter. An English language certain. adaptation of the series by Four Kids Entertainment aired in the United States from September fifteenth, two thousand one, to June tenth, two thousand six, on Kids WB. Oh fuck. How can that be right? Wasn't it on the CW? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was on a bunch of different places, but that's or, where it started. What was, wait, what was the CW before they rebranded? Were they CW Kids or something? Probably, I don't know. I didn't watch the CW. Was... I, like all kids, watch TBS. Oh, come on. Fucking Mets games are on CW, dude. Okay, here we go. Are you talking about Mets <laughs> or are we talking about Yu-Gi-Oh? What's the difference? <laughs> Both are big letdowns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark, <laughs> intro. <laughs> I need to figure this out. This this is this is pissing me off. I know this is wrong. I mean, it, it probably aired later, like on Cartoon Network or something, where we watched it. No, we watched it on Kids WB. Right I remember. Well, that it started in two thousand one. It says right here. How is that possible? I do not remember watching Yu Gi Oh in first grade or having Yu Gi Oh cards in first grade. I remember having them in third grade. I also remember having them in third grade, for whatever that's worth. So third grade must have been when we started watching this show. Yeah, well, uh, well, maybe they like reran it. 
like two years later. Oh, God, this is off to a terrible start. Also, like, do we do you remember watching it from the beginning? Like, maybe you watched it like midway through the Pegasus stuff. All right, I'm over this. Mark, start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our brand new Yu-Gi-Oh! themed podcast, where we are going to watch through the entire series of Yu-Gi-Oh!, the good and the bad and the worse and the awful and everything after that. And uh, we're going to we're going to go through and uh, review it a little bit. At what point do we uh, get I'm to Mark, the good? I'm <laughs> it's kind of the beginning, but, you know, we'll we'll. We'll uh we'll figure out what's good and what's bad as we go through. Um, I'm Mark. I'm here with Joey and Kyle. Uh, I so so this is 2020, and for those of you in the distant future who don't know the story of 2020, uh, we went into a pandemic and we're in quarantine. Uh, still now as we speak, actually. Yeah, uh, but I decided that. Quarantine was a great time to catch up on old nostalgic shows. So I decided let's watch through Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I remembered as a kid in third grade, or maybe sooner, or maybe later, we're not too sure, uh, that that was a good show and I enjoyed it. So I went back, I watched through all of it. And let's just say there were some feelings had. uh, And I decided that they had to be discussed with friends at one point. And so I finally opened up. I, I admitted my guilty pleasure that I watched all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Which was met to laughter, of course. And uh, I just had to... I had to get my feelings out as to what happened in this show. And there was just some things that were so incredible and life-changing that I needed to express them. And... After talking more and more, I realized that I needed a bigger forum to discuss my feelings on this show, and here we are. And and fortunately or unfortunately, I brought Joey and Kyle along for this journey, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Kyle's not too happy about it, maybe, and, and Joey know doesn't know what he's in for frankly. yet, but... Um, I think, uh, oh, y- y- you know, over the, the past, like, however many years... You, you talk with your friends and you know you, you joke around and you say like oh yeah we should start a podcast about you know french fries and you know like you have like a dumb <laughs> laugh about it and then then you move on with your life and you, you don't do it this is an example of that but for some reason we're actually doing it um so you know i i guess that's where 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 we're at uh kyle how, how, <laughs> what were your thoughts well you know <laughs> When Mark started talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, all I kept thinking is, man, I want to experience this too. I want to watch every episode of Yu-Gi-Oh. I want to live through the highs and the lows. And uh, I got halfway through the show, and that's when, you know, Mark, Mark and I had some good conversations, you know, just, just about how special of a show this is. And, uh... I can't see through this with a straight face. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> so, you know, uh, now we, we came to the conclusion... That we need to share our thoughts of this great show that came out in 2001 <laughs> with the world. Allegedly. It came out in 2001. I don't care All what right. you guys say. 
I, I need to I need to to preface something here before we really start diving into into this this podcast series. I think it goes without saying that there is nothing new about making fun of Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Like, sure. Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged came out over a decade ago. Like, oh, think yeah. about that. Like, it came out in 2009. I saw this. I, I looked it up yeah. um, before we started recording this. And you, really, Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged is, like, one of the original making fun of anime things on the internet, right? So right. Th- there is a, a vast tradition of making fun of Yu-Gi-Oh! We're not here to make fun of Yu-Gi-Oh! That's, that's, We're here to to analyze that's what I'm saying. the merits of this show. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want anybody coming into this thinking like, oh, you know, this is just another show where they're just going to, you know, goof on Yu-Gi-Oh! Because it's a, it's a silly show. It's got some dumb stuff in it. Haha, you know, whatever. Sure, you know, th- there's going to be elements of that. But for me, that's not why I'm here. I'm not here to make fun of Yu-Gi-Oh! But I- I'm here to contend with my younger self. And look at my younger self in the face and say, why did you like this? What, what was it about this show that made you think, yeah, I want to I follow this for a long time. This is cool. This is good. Because when I look at it now, and I've only revisited Yu-Gi-Oh! a handful of times since I stopped watching, you know, probably when I was in like fourth grade or something. I, I didn't even watch it for that long, right? Like I probably watched like up until the end of Duelist Kingdom or whatever, and then I stopped, right? I want to look at myself in the face and say, what was it about this show that made you think, yeah, this is it. This is, this is cool. Because when I look at it now, and the few times I've revisited it over the, over the past couple of years, it makes me angry to watch this show. <laughs> it puts me in a bad place. And I cannot watch it for longer than like one episode at a time without feeling like I, I just need to, need to take a break and not think about it anymore. Um, so really the, I'm here to suffer for content. That's, that's the only reason I'm here on this show. I'm, I'm here to watch something that I know I'm not going to like, um, purely for the, the benefit of, of, you know, you guys getting to watch me be, be upset. Uh, yeah. I mean, as, as the only person who has sat through this whole series so far, I am entirely here to watch you suffer through content. That's what I figured. I'm okay. suffering through content to watch you suffer through content. Yeah, yeah, that, no, I, I, and I, I think that's fine. I, I totally respect it. I think that's, you know, that's what we're here for. But, yeah. you know, I, I, let, me, let me say, we're going to be fair here. You know, if something's good, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say it's good. You know? Yeah. I'm going to, if there's things in this show that I like, make no mistake, I'm going to make sure that is known. If I I'm stand fair. by the fact that the Duelist Kingdom arc is... Not a terrible arc for a first season of a show. Yeah, we'll see about this. There's, there's parts... <laughs> there, I mean, there's obviously parts where, like, okay, this show is designed for kids. But there's other parts where I, I, I actually think the show holds up. But then, you know, this is a, a 250-episode series. And <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> you you realizing what you're in for? No, I'm, I'm um, realizing that I've only watched like a third of this show somehow. I'm not even entirely so, sure how much of the show I've seen. Like when you say that, because I yeah. distinctly remember being really into the show up through Duelist Kingdom, and I probably watched the end of Duelist Kingdom, although I don't distinctly remember doing so. It was after that that I definitely remember I fell off it. Like I remember I I, I would catch a couple of episodes here and there and. They were they were on a blimp and they were fighting some guy named Merrick, 
Oh um, god. <laughs> and that's that's about the extent that I remember. I actually remember like like since then I probably remember more about Yu-Gi-Oh GX, the uh yeah. spin-off series. Oh my gosh. Um, that, that's more, our next podcast. <laughs> See, I don't remember anything about that. That's something I I that would be like a first time going through for me. Oh yeah. Okay, so after this we'll flip the script. Me and Joy will be the experts, and we have <laughs> to watch you suffer through Yu-Gi-Oh! Great, GX. I love it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know if I have it in me to do more than one Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, guys. I don't know how much I'm going to have it in me to do this show, if I'm being perfectly oh, honest oh, with Joey, you. Oh, Joey, if it takes me dragging you across the finish line, we're finishing this show. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to start this show only to not finish this show. I do kind of like that I, it, it took me not even, like, 10 minutes into the very first episode to say, I don't know if I can do this anymore, guys. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the episode yet. We haven't even done anything yet. This is one of the better episodes of the entire show. Uh, well, you know... I, wait, I, wait, it is? Uh, okay, okay, sure. With, I, with, I mean, with, spoilers. With, with you saying that, Mark, how about we just we just jump into the, the very first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Let's, let's stop beating around the bush. We're here to do, to do one thing and one thing only, and that's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Yeah, all right, so... The first episode, uh, man, I mean, this was, like, your basic first episode, right? Like, they just, there's a lot of, like, hey, this is the the game we're centering this around, and and here are the basic rules. So, like, you got, like, Yugi and Joey uh, playing a game in class, you know, as you did. I'm sure, Mm -hmm. like, I know I I played games in class. I remember playing the Yu-Gi-Oh card game during recess in third grade. Yeah, I got so like, I got my what... entire deck taken away from me at lunch one time because <laughs> no. I was playing it when I shouldn't have been. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but did, were you playing against anybody? But else? you were playing at lunch yeah, time. Yeah, Did they get their deck taken too? Not that I remember. What? <laughs> wow, that is just plain garbage. And, and here's the worst part. I, you know, I had to, you know, swallow my pride and go see the teacher to be like, "Can I get my cards back?" And he didn't give me back my catapult turtle. <laughs> he gave me every other card, but no catapult turtle. <laughs> He just needed catapult turtle for his. Okay, yeah, uh, go back to the uh, synopsis. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but like, yeah, you know, they're just going through like the rules, and Taya has to interject and and tell you the rules. Yeah. And, Can I just um, say Taya's explanation was awful? <laughs> Literally, all she I said mean, was like, right. "There's attack points and defense points." Well, okay, like, it, before we synopsize the rest of the episode, I I I need to say that Taya's specific explanation was not good. And that's maybe why Tristan is is such a dumb character for the rest of the show. But <laughs> the actual like if you're looking at the episode as a whole, them explaining the basics I think was actually pretty good. Like Oh, I fully like, agree with t- you actually. Yeah. Taya Taya's explanation in in context to Tristan did not do anything to explain the game to Tristan, but for the viewer they now know, okay, there's monster cards with attack points and defense points. Yeah. And then through the rest of the show, they set up pretty well, like, using magic cards, mm-hmm. defense mode versus attack mode, mm-hmm. like, all that kind of stuff. And, and the whole strategy around it, I, I actually thought that it was a well-structured episode to introduce you to the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! I actually completely agree with you, Mark. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to argue that point. I actually noticed that myself while watching the actual duel of the episode and thinking, well, you know... I, th- there's some lines here that are a little, a little suspect, but the actual explaining the rules of the game is done pretty organically. Um, and really, I feel like you you watch this episode and you pretty much know everything you need to know 
about the the game to understand yeah. any other episode, I would think. Like it, it, yeah. it pretty much gets, gives you the basics in a really clear way. And it helps that every other episode going forward will also explain the basics to you again and again and again. Just episode <laughs> one, Joey. We're, we're not talking about episode 69 yet. You gotta, you gotta relax. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get to episode 69. Um, I also just want to say before we get too far away from it, I think the uh, the theme song of, of Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, is oh it's, I, I'm it's so fantastic. glad it's very you brought good. it up. I thought, I thought we weren't going to bring it up. I thought I was going to have to interject and bring it up. No, we have to bring it up. It, it might still be nostalgia, but like I've heard that theme song thousands of times, and that still <laughs> just elicits that, that little bit in me that's like, man, this is a good, scene. This is a good theme song. It's a well-composed really song. Thousands of times? That can't be. That can't be possible. <laughs> how, how many like how many reruns do you think you've watched? How many times have you? I have not seen a thousand Brothers episodes Paradox? of Yu-Gi-Oh. I've seen at least five hundred episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like, I guess that's true. And there's true. only two hundred fifty in the series. Uh, <laughs> it's a good song. That's all. I'm it saying. is a good song. It's, 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 it's a, a very song. well done song. I think yeah. the. Uh, the the imagery is is well done you know it gets you kind of like in the mood gets you hyped for the show you know yeah I, I have no fault with the theme song I think it it does a good job like getting you ready to watch I agree with that I think that uh, uh so like to to conclude the the summary uh, I guess of the show um we had we had you know Joey and and Yugi dueling at the school then they go back to the game store where Yugi's grandpa owns the yeah, game store yeah. is that is that mm-hmm. established that he owns it? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, okay. yes, he tells Joey that uh, his grandpa owns the game shop. Yeah, something that right. never so, came up in their friendship before then. Yeah, apparently, I, that that is a little weird that everybody acts like they just met each other. Well, that that's one of the problems with the first episode. That even though they established, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh, the trading card game, pretty well, they don't establish any of the characters. Just like, yeah. hey, we're all we're all friends at school. You it's know, it's kind of I feel like anime does that a lot. It's something I kind of appreciate, honestly. Where instead of just like feeling like they need to spell out literally everything, yeah. they leave a little bit to your imagination and then kind of dole that out over the course of like the first couple of episodes. And I guess to be fair, like this first episode isn't like really the first episode. That's true. That's true. It's <laughs> well, uh, we, well, we can talk about that some other yeah, time. Yeah, that, that's that, uh, that's kind of the, the complicated history of, of yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh and its uh, its anime production and the manga yes. and the differences between all of that. Uh, so, oh, geez. Okay, we're going all the way into. Well, that. I think it is important okay. because that's fine. Part, that's fine. part we of can, the, we can, we can the definitely get there. The slightly confusing element to this this episode is that it really is like not the beginning of the story if you're thinking of it in terms of what the the manga did and then what later the uh the fabled season zero did mm-hmm. um which was if you're not aware there are two different Yu-Gi-Oh animes there's the one that we're familiar with which is basically following everything involving dual monsters um starting with really the the whole Pegasus arc and then there's something that the 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 fans if you, you know if you want to call them the fans Call Season Zero, which came out two years before this run of the anime, that covers a lot of chapters of the manga that happened before the the Duelist Kingdom arc, where it's really focused more on other games than duel yeah. monsters. Um, where Yugi just cheats. Yeah, Yugi cheats and kills bullies. Well, at least he does that in the manga. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it's a little bit more graphic in Season Zero as well. Um, but basically, like Yu Gi Oh was kind of a weird 
a weird thing where it wasn't always about the card game until the card game got really popular. So the the guy making making Yu Gi Oh I don't even know his name. He's basically like, well, you know, they all like the card game, so I'm just going to lean in on that. And that's where this this anime picks up. So really, there's there's a lot of information we don't have yeah. watching this first episode. But I think that's okay. You know, when Dragon Ball Z first yeah. aired, it started with like technically episode like 20. You know, I mean, we didn't care. <laughs> we didn't need to know who these characters were. You know, nah. we, we you figure it out. You get you get the gist. I mean, we, do we really care who Tristan is anyway? Like, you know, <laughs> I don't think anyone ever it's cares. It's just this loser with a different voice than he has for the rest of the series. Wait, is that true? Well, so if we're talking about characters' backstories, though, I do want to bring up, like, like just questionable things about about what we do find out. Like, like yes, we don't get things from, from the fabled season zero or the manga, and, and, and that's normally fine, but what we do get is during... Yugi and Joey dueling in class. Kaiba is very clearly there mm-hmm. yes. in class with them yes. as a school kid. Yes. But then one scene later when they're in the game shop, Kaiba shows up at the game shop basically to threaten Grandpa mm-hmm. for or Gramps rather for the uh bl- for his blue eyes white dragon. Yes. And it's like everybody when Kaiba shows up everyone's like what is he doing here? Doesn't he have a company to run? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What school kid is running a company? It it, like, it definitely can, is. Can a, I get anything yeah. on that at all? No, I think I think that's just like, you know, it, had we we seen season zero, you know, had that information been provided, that might not seem as jarring, but I think might not. I I still feel like, like if he's run, if he's able to run a company, why is he in school? Nothing. That's it. No reason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a weird show, and the manga is even weirder. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think part of, of that, you're just going to have to accept that the world that these characters inhabit is just strange enough to allow for uh, for things like a school kid running a, a giant multi-billion dollar company. Like, it, I, I think for... At least for the the original show, the idea was, you know, raising the stakes in a way and, you know, making this character not just like, you know, a, a jerk school kid, but also giving him some other kind of dramatic weight that makes him more, more interesting or cool mm-hmm. or epic or... Jerk know. school kid who runs a company is also the duelist champion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, this guy must be living on 36-hour days because there's no way there's enough time. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right you're right but i mean like that's that's the appeal of kaiba you know yeah and, he, he's and, a boy genius that gets everything that he wants yeah i mean I, is there an appeal to kaiba in episode he's definitely not supposed to be an appeal to him i don't know i think this early in the series. <laughs> maybe it's just because we know where where kaiba goes in the future <laughs> but like even in this episode i'm i'm a fan of kaiba like as soon as he shows up and you know puts joey in his place and you know calls grandpa an old man you know, it's it, it, you know, it, uh, you have to appreciate it. All right, I can I can see that. I I personally still watching back this episode. I still have you know negative feelings towards Kaiba as, as I imagine the show wanted you to have. Um, but I I can see how hit the powerful aspect of of his character certainly resonates with some people. Uh, I wouldn't really expect the putting down of a character named Joey to resonate with a guy named Joey, but you know, that's uh Joey's into that stuff. You know, well, I mean, like, let me put it this way. Every other character <laughs> in the show up to that point is like 
a goody two shoes like loser boring person like mm-hmm. Joey like goes to Kaiba like well Kaiba you play Duel Monsters too maybe we can all play together sometime like you know like that that guy deserves to, to be bullied you know he's a, he's a loser <laughs> you know actually I want to bring something up to that point you're gonna bring it up <laughs> a little bit more I was hoping you would bring it up <laughs> a little bit more specifically uh one one thing that we're we're gonna be doing on this show a lot is uh, collecting data right. We, we, we want to know a lot of specific things in this show, like when cards are played, how many cards are played, how effective the cards being played are. But we're also kind of getting a little bit of data over like things like, you know, character lines and things that, that people say um, and, and that kind of thing. So one thing I thought was super interesting is that one of, I, I would guess, based on having watched this recently, one of the first 10 lines in the show is wow you stink at this game joey <laughs> that that line you're going to hear a variation of that in pretty much every episode going forward as far as well, I'm aware. at least at least every time joey's in a duel like they, they started off real early putting joey in his place and it's yeah. only going to get worse from here and this is this is a hill i'm willing to die on which is that joey is not that bad at the game Based on what I oh you're yeah. gonna you're okay. gonna die you're okay, gonna die Joey. on that hill I I am I I am willing to die on that hill I I am totally willing to so, die on that hill so I I mean we'll get into it as the show goes on but I I I will not sit here and say that season one Joey has any merit well playing this game you're, you're <laughs> but here's the here's the issue though Mark neither does any any other character including Yugi no 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 no. Nope. Okay. Not giving it to okay. you. Okay. Uh, all right. Joey we'll we'll see more of it later. We'll all right. Sure. Sure. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I. Well. I. You know what? We are tracking a lot of data. The amount of times people say Joey stinks, we will track. And I promise you, now that Joey's made this a hill he's willing to die on, this will be a hill we let Joey die on. <laughs> what I thought you were gonna bring up though was one of my favorite quotes of the episode, which right after. This is no. This is hands down my favorite quote of the episode. Mm-hmm. After Joey says, uh, "Kaiba, you play Duel Monsters too. We should duel sometime." Kaiba doesn't just shut him down. Kaiba shuts him down with an epic line, and it's not just Joey. You stink. It's me. Duel you. I would have more of a challenge playing solitaire. That is such a stinging line from Kaiba. Uh, is one of the only lines worth re- even remembering in this episode because most of it's just backstory <laughs> and like 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 world building. Yeah. But it's such a good line that sets up Kaiba as as a bad guy, Joey as like this sympathetic chump who doesn't know how to play the game. But man, like I I, I really thought you were gonna bring up that line and 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 I'm a little disappointed that you just went generic. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. With, uh, I, I Joey stinks. I like the Joey. The, you stink at this game, Joey, just because of how early it happens, and oh, all the time. and how perfectly it encapsulates the the show's relationship with Joey's ability uh, <laughs> at dual <laughs> monsters. Uh, so so yeah. So we. I mean, we've covered the the whole uh scene where they're in the game shop. Yeah. Um, after that. I don't know what situation goes on with Kaiba or who he has working for Kaiba Corp, but we cut to a scene where Kaiba is, I guess, back at the office or something. Or no, he gets into the limo. Mm. Oh, this is this is something I wanted to bring up. Was one of the most famous lines I think of the show, or at least one of the lines I remember the most, 
is heart of the cards. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. I mean, if I had to put an over under on on five hundred times, Yugi says it over five hundred times, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but it's interesting to me that unprovoked of that being a phrase, Kaiba is the first one to say it in the series. After he leaves the shop, he gets in a limo and says uh, something along the lines of heart of the cards, my ass. But obviously doesn't say my ass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I just like no one in the shop said heart of the cards. Yeah, it's he a just, weird situation. They, they talked about your heart being in the cards and then they got out and Kaiba's like, oh, heart of the cards. That's that's nonsense. Um, but then Kaiba from his limo puts a call in and says, I need you guys to go to the game shop and get something. And what they get is a person <laughs> because they kidnap Gramps. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, of the kidnapping scene and the whole kidnapping <laughs> idea in general. I think that's pretty awesome. Like, like yeah, it, Kaiba just has, like, Yakuza guys to do his well, bidding. Yeah. Can, can we just talk about, like, the leader of his Yakuza oh, guys? I love that guy. Who's, I'm... like, he's, like, three feet tall and has a gigantic, like, egghead. Yeah, that guy was, that guy's awesome. <laughs> he's so weird. Wait, I have, you guys know the show a little bit more than me. Do we have your, ever see that guy again? Yes, we do. We do. Okay. Because I saw him in a recent episode, and Ooh. I was I was terrified. <laughs> oh, still. thank God, thank God. I was worried that was going to be a one and done. They they really don't make a a ton of those guys though. It's it's this like shadow of Kaiba's corporation that <laughs> is not really talked about, but there's some shady business going on. I, I just because... love how just this one character like let's make him the weirdest looking character in this entire show. Like he just <laughs> doesn't he fit in with anything. He's not oh. just a, your normal goon, Kyle. Nah, he's he that that's like a, your classic, you know, henchman leader type, like, you know. He's like Kaiba's butler or something like that. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so so they kidnap Gramps. Yeah, they kidnap Gramps. Kaiba I guess forces Gramps to duel. Yeah. Or like we don't really see what happens after Gramps get kidnapped until the gang shows up at this stadium that mm-hmm. was somehow turned up. And and Kaiba's there, and but I think it was Gramps... in Kaiba's building. Yeah, like, it was in his building. It's in Kaiba. Court. Oh, okay, it was in Kaiba's building. Yeah, it was. Okay. Uh, well, so so anyway, they they show up, and Gramps looks like he just took a beating from Creeps One, Two, and Three. It does yeah. look like that. Yeah, he's not doing uh, good. Yeah, and and Kaiba's got the blue eyes, and and establishes that they dueled for the blue eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure how Gramps got so physically weak after the duel. But yeah, Yugi uh, kind of explains it, but it's not in a satisfactory way. Yeah, not at all. So Kaiba wins the duel, mm. and they were dueling for the rarest card. So Kaiba now has Gramps, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Yes, which it was established there's only four of, and Gramps got it from a friend, so it's super meaningful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and Kaiba tears up the card, uh, <laughs> so it can never be used against him. Yeah, is what he mm-hmm. says, and. <laughs> the character the something I found funny was every character in the show acted like this card was the equivalent of like like slitting granddad's throat. Like <laughs> well, you know, it meant a lot to him, Mark. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was his treasure. What if somebody but took like, your totodile plush and like ripped its head off, you know? you you could not get the, that reaction out of me from any material <laughs> item. Right, like yeah, I guess the, the way that everybody reacted in this show I mean, I get that they were trying to build up the gravity of of Kaiba ripping the card and make Kaiba mm-hmm. seem more evil, but it, there was just like something about it that was like, <laughs> oh man, he 
he really ripped that piece of paper in half. Just it just didn't uh, didn't work. That for didn't you. resonate with me. I understand. I don't know. I think at that point I'm like, you got to put yourself in a certain headspace with this show. You know, mm-hmm. like we got a, a, a you know a 14 year old kid running a multi billion dollar company sending yakuza goons after an old man <laughs> to get him to duel him in a card game. Like at that point, it's like okay, I, the the stakes of this show are are confusing and stupid. I'm just gonna whatever emotion they want me to feel, I'm just gonna say okay. Sure, just you know, you know, let it just go for it, you know. Right, so when Kaiba right. rips up that card, and everyone is like shocked, as, as if you know, as, as if he just ripped up like a eight bazillion dollar bill, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, yeah, oh, 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 man, um, <laughs> oh, oh no, God. oh no, um, not the blue eyes. Yeah, I, I kind of like how, uh, you know, it, it's played up like Yugi's grandpa is like a really good duelist. Yeah, and and even it like is, when yeah. when he's kidnapped, like he says, "Oh, I'm gonna teach that Kaiba a lesson about the heart of the cards." Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he fails; he loses. Um, right. But uh, uh, does he ever duel again? Do you ever see Grandpa Yugi? So. Yes, I think so. Oh, really? You do. I don't remember. I well, we'll we'll get there yeah. if he does. Okay. But okay. I I do like the fact that they played up him being a great duelist and 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 more than even a great duelist a great strategist mm-hmm. because um like Yugi and Kaiba end up dueling and Gramps gives Yugi his deck and and basically echoes the sentiment of teach Kaiba the heart of the cards yeah. mm-hmm. um and the whole time that Yugi's dueling he keeps go- like referencing the knowledge he got from Grandpa mm-hmm. and like that Grandpa must have a secret strategy in the deck and like, like, there's all these little. I mean, they're they're not subtle. It's obvious references to to Gramps being a good duelist, but just the 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 faith that Yugi has of like, even when the duel wasn't looking so hot, saying um, Gramps must have a strategy. There's got to be some hidden strategy in this deck that that I haven't found yet that'll help me win this duel. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was like. A really good way to build him up mm-hmm. as a good duelist without ever even seeing him duel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although his strategy does involve something that's never happened before. Okay, okay, hold on. Can we can we discuss how that's never happened before though? Because I understand that drawing five specific cards. I don't even know how many cards you're allowed to have in a Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Does anybody know how many cards are in a like, deck? It's 40 cards in a deck. Well, in the real rules. God knows well, yeah. in the game rules. In the show but rules. Like, but, like, how... If if these cards are are known about, that this the, the, that Exodia is an unstoppable mod... I guess we're just jumping ahead to Yu-Gi-Oh! wins the duel with Exodia. Let's just talk about if Exodia. We, if, I'm, I'm down to talk about Exodia. Yeah, if, if we need to go over the duel, we can, we, we can, we can jump we back. Can jump back. I, we can jump back. Yeah. I have a huge bone to pick with the this has never been done before <laughs> aspect of the strategy. You're telling me that five cards have never been drawn in a duel before. Never. And don't give me the fact that there's only these one five cards so only one duelist can ever do it. Because we, like, spoilers for a future episode, but there's a guy whose sole strategy in his duel is load it with Exodia pieces so he can he can He has, like, get five Exodia. Exodias. Yeah, so he can get Exodia out of his deck as fast as possible. So these pieces are not 
incredibly uncommon pieces. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me that nobody has ever drawn those five cards? Like, in the span of the entire duel, no one's ever drawn those five cards at once before? <laughs> bullshit. I'm calling massive amounts of bullshit uh, Well, on that. well, okay. You know, let's play devil's advocate a little bit here. You know, do we know how long Duel Monsters has been around? No. It's very possible <laughs> that this card game just came out, right? It's been around long enough to have a duelist champion yeah. be Kaiba. Well, maybe so it's been around th- for like one, like one season. Like the, well, the like, thing okay, came so, out, you know, I don't know. So like, there's there's some backstory about like, you know, we'll talk about this later. But like, Pegasus created the card game and all that mm-hmm. crap, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Pegasus was like still pretty young when he made it, and like, I I feel like the monster has been around for like five or less years. I'll say okay. that that's that's the impression I got. Okay, okay. I mean, that's fine, but like, it, as, as popular as it seems. In the show, when it's when it's presented, it doesn't seem like they're like. It seems like a lot of people should be dueling, right? <laughs> Just like friends in school, yeah. Like Joey and and Yugi were at the start of the episode should be having random duels. So for it to have never happened in any sequence of a duel seems unlikely to me. Yeah, I mean, like you're not wrong, but oh god, I. <laughs> Like we could go back and forth for for literal years about stuff in this show that is that level of stupid. <laughs> like, like I feel like there's there's probably at least like ten other offenders in this one episode alone of similarly dumb things, right? And it this is just a a a, a trait of the show, you know. The, the, like yeah. it's, it's you you can't. You know, you can't separate that from the fabric of the show. That they they come up with things that, if you think about it for any longer than <laughs> any time at all, it doesn't hold up. And yeah. and right. that's the, I think that's the thing that makes me so mad about this show. Because when I was a kid watching this, I feel like I must have known that, right? Like I I must have known that some of this stuff was stupid, but I still like the show. And nowadays, I don't I, know. I was a stupid kid. I, I don't know, man. Like we, we may have been like dumb children, but were we that dumb? Oh yeah. Like I don't want to believe I was that dumb in third grade. Oh, you were. I, 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 I like, knew you back then. <laughs> I feel like I was pretty. <laughs> nice, Kyle. Uh, I feel like I was pretty dumb back then, to be honest. <laughs> but like, like the things like the Exodia stuff. Like, so, so right now, I'm bringing up the fact that not drawing all five pieces seems unlikely. I definitely would not have thought about that back in third grade. Mm-hmm. But like there's also things like in the duel, like the spirit gramps moments. Mm-hmm. Oh where... I, the, the spirit gramps in this was great. Like a puzzle, Yugi. It's like a piece <laughs> of the puzzle, Yugi. Like the pieces of a puzzle, Yugi. Remember And then you just yeah. like Gets, he just zooms out at like 200 speed. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, fa- fading out just like a puzzle. Like a puzzle. Just oh, like shit. your puzzle. <laughs> I would have totally bought that as a kid, though. <laughs> like, that's a, that's so ridiculous right now, looking back at it. But I, I would have totally bought that as a kid. Oh, yeah. you know, he's, he's you know, remembering his grandpa's voice or something. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um. The one thing I didn't love is they referenced the Millennium Puzzle in that Spirit yeah. Gramps segment, but like, it's like a like 
a bunch of pieces fit together like the Millennium Puzzle. But like in no point do they reference what the Millennium Puzzle is. Well, yep. it's so, funny you say that because there is one other point in the episode where the Millennium Puzzle is brought up. And it's when... Is there? Yeah, there actually is. And it's maybe an even like worse situation. It's oh. because like, sure, like when, when What's-His-Face says, you know, it's like the Millennium Puzzle. You're like, okay, it's a puzzle. I get it. You know, you need, you need, to, right. need to solve it. Pieces but of a puzzle. What happens right before Yugi steps up to duel Kaiba is Joey says that like he's like you 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 can duel and you got your grandpa's cards and plus you got the Millennium Puzzle and <laughs> oh and I was wow. like I forgot about that now, now like th this is really strange to me because that implies that Joey knows something about the Millennium Puzzle that might give oh, Yugi so an glad. advantage. Right. I'm so glad we're bringing this and, up then. I, and so, so that's really confusing to me because, as far as I'm aware, Joey has no knowledge of the true nature of the Millennium Puzzle. So is he no just saying does. that because he thinks it's a good luck charm, well, or like? Okay, so, so this was something I, I I marked down notes when I was watching this episode because I know I know what happens in future episodes from watching the series through, mm -hmm. and there was one thing when Yugi does the transformation. Uh, from like little Yugi to big Yugi, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kaiba like they show Kaiba's facial reaction, and Kaiba very clearly recognizes. Yes, yes, that yes, he is does. Happening. Yes, he does. Now that, as far as I'm aware, that's the the last time anybody acknowledges it until Taya's brain blast moment. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't remember if anybody does it between now and then, but, but I know that Taya's brain blast happens, and so I wanted to make notes of of who recognizes stuff. I didn't even remember joey making a point of it but i think you bring up a great point that there's a lot of people who don't seem to know anything about the millennium puzzle but it's referenced like this object that could be a game changer mm -hmm. in a duel mm -hmm. yeah but then at the same time like while things are changing to the viewer nobody else is no like mm -hmm. like to the viewer the millennium puzzle is like spinning and shit mm -hmm. when he's transforming <laughs> and then he obviously grows like three feet <laughs> and gets a deeper voice and like nobody says anything about it but but it's very clear like kaiba recognizes something is changing yeah, yeah. otherwise he wouldn't make that facial reaction right because right. a normal person would recognize right that so it, it's it's fascinating to me because like every, everybody always jokes about this like oh yeah yugi why, why does nobody notice that yugi you know gets taller you know you know it's like the classic bit for but they do but that's, that's the, the thing. thing kaiba does notice so at what point right. it, at at the development of this series did the the guy writing this story decide that oh you know what I, I think it would be better if nobody ever noticed you know because clearly early <laughs> so on he had an inkling that people should notice yeah I'm really glad that we all took note of this separately like we didn't watch this episode together but we all separately took note of the fact that Kaiba noticed and and you noted that Joey said something about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm without knowing anything about mm -hmm. the nature of the Millennium mm -hmm. Puzzle. I, this is another thing that we're going to track, is people's reactions to Yugi transforming. And I'm super he curious. Encounters, he encounters a lot of different people and battles a lot of different people where every battle he transforms. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm curious to know like if, if there's other reactions like Kaiba that might have been too subtle for me to pick up on mm -hmm. on first viewing. But I, 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 I'm excited to keep track of that. Up, up until the point where Taya brain blasts is like 
He might look a little bit you different know, now. If it's true that the the next time it is referenced that people notice a change is Taya's brain blast moment, I'm going to be really upset. That's in like 20 episodes. <laughs> Joey, if you're if that's what you're getting upset about in this series, you're you're in for a really long <laughs> podcast. This is gonna this is gonna be a long one, boys. We're uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna be in this for the long haul. Can we talk about Mokuba? Oh yeah, the, the the random Mokuba scene. Yeah, well, I, I just don't like Mokuba in this episode because it, it's like everything about his introduction is so awkward. Just from like a he like, does show up at like a nowhere. film filmic storytelling perspective. It's just like you know Yugi and and Kaiba are dueling, and then we cut to this like this this like medium shot like close up in some indeterminate location of some kid we've well, never he's seen before. In the arena. Well, you know he's in the arena. You get the sense he's in the arena, but you don't know where in the arena he is, right? But you also don't know where in the arena Joey That's is. That's not true. You actually do see Joey looking up at Yugi at one point when he first shows oh, up. Oh, do you? So you do know, like, generally where Joey is. Mokuba, you, oh, okay. we don't even yes. know who that character is. Like, he just, just randomly we yes, cut to this kid. That's the thing that bothers me. I mean, he, he shows says he's, up and he's Kaiba's brother. He says, yeah, brother, he says big brother, are you okay? Big brother. Or something like that, you know? But but it's just like a weird introduction for this this character. It, it, it stands out well, to me. As as I mean, as bizarre. I think the whole the whole thing is they have to set up Mokuba. I guess they have to set him up somehow. I mean, like, do, is there any like, time spent on Mokuba like later on before Pegasus no. kidnaps well, him? Yeah, that's the thing. He gets kidnapped pretty early on, mm. so like they have to set him up somehow mm -hmm. in order to establish his relation to Kaiba before he gets kidnapped. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it it does feel really cheap. <laughs> they could have done it better. Like he just I shows up. They could have done yeah, it. Better. They, yeah, they definitely could have. You know. I agree with that. Actually, speaking of uh, people watching the uh, the duel unfold, I want to talk about my favorite line in the episode. Uh, Go for it. Monsters, real monsters. Monsters, real monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is you know, literally was... nothing about that line that's remarkable except for the accent. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, I mean, yeah, I, w <laughs> I was going to say that's such an unassuming line because. <laughs> I, I think I think the only purpose for that line is to set up the fact that the holographic battles that that they're having in the episode is unprecedented. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, for, it's, it's, a, it's a new thing. It is it is new. Yes. So, I, I I don't I don't mind. I think it's a very comically delivered line. That's that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I see where we're going. Yeah, it's just you know Joey's voice was probably the best decision four kids ever made. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. And not just in Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, in terms of like all of their, like everything four kids ever did. Because like you know everybody hates four kids, right? Like that's. You can tell me that Sonic series that they did wasn't wasn't better than than Joey's. Save, voice. save it for the Sonic X podcast. Okay? There, there's, sorry, there's sorry, we gotta. Well, nothing about Sonic the Hedgehog. Tune gets in better next week anything. for the Sonic X podcast. We're, we're, this one's canceled no, now. Get out of here. Uh, shut, <laughs> shut up. Um, no, I, I think I think the Joey Wheeler's voice, and also naming him Joey Wheeler, that was also a really hilarious choice. Like that's a really funny name. I don't know why. I just I just like Joey Wheeler. Why is that a funny name? I don't know. Like Joey Wheeler. Like it's just it's just a good name. You think they're gonna like play in like Joey Wheeling and Dealing something? I think that would be the, great. I think they should do that. I think that would that would be a really wise idea. Um, oh yeah. But I'm not optimistic. I think they just kind of came up with a name that they liked. I, I don't remember what his name is in the original Japanese version, but it's it's, it's not Joey Wheeler. Um, 
Well, he also has interests besides dual monsters in the. That's true. He's really into porn in the uh, in season oh, zero. Goodness. And everyone knows okay. it. Yeah, everyone knows it's just, it. It's yeah. a known thing. Yeah, that's a bit in season zero. Uh, I mean, I, I I honestly have no idea what age these kids are supposed to be, because when I look at the animation, it's like Yugi's like eleven, and then Joey is like 22. seventeen. <laughs> but they're all in the and same Tristan's class. Tristan's like like somewhere in between. I think we're, is 30. we're just supposed to to register that as like Yugi is basically like a little bitch. Like that's the whole the whole point of his character. So that's why he's so tiny and, and short. But then he and gets weak. cool when he you know transforms into the Pharaoh. But I mean, I, we're supposed to see them all as the same age, even though like I, I f- it feels like that that dumb thing in like Dragon Ball Z where like if they're at the Frieza saga, Krillin keeps getting shorter until he's the same size as Gohan, who's like a three-year-old, and Goku keeps getting taller. It's like the same thing, you know? They just It gets more ridiculous as the show goes on. Oh, uh, yeah. Alright, so we've covered a lot of this episode. Um, but we, we gotta talk about how it ends. The, the real thing that I, I think right. we, we need to go a little bit more into the duel itself, I think, because we haven't really talked that much about that, and I think you know, like part part of this this whole exercise is going to be, you know, tracking what happens in the duels. You know. So do you want a quick rundown of of how the duel unfolded, well, let's, or let's do get you want a little bit of data there, going? Like, what what are some of these cards that we see? What are the first cards we see in this show? Because we're going to see a lot oh of cards God. throughout this this. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember how to pronounce it. It's Hitatsumi Giant. Yeah. That's the first card played, if we don't count. That is the very first card played. Yeah. You want to know how effective that card was, Joey? Died instantly. Died instantly. To Absolutely. tell what monster did it die? To Winged Dragon, <laughs> Guardian of the Fortress. <laughs> the longest named card that could ever exist yes. in history. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was... The, the, it was just like Kaiba played it, did nothing with it, because I, I guess in, in this... Like, Kyle, you, you, you've said this. In this game's... Like in, in, the in this in this rule set, it it's just awful because all it is is playing monsters and toppling that monster and going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just okay. I'm gonna play a monster with 1,200 attack. Okay, I'll play a monster with 1,400. Okay, I'll play a monster with 1,600. That's just all these duels are. <laughs> yeah. It's they they play it fast and loose with the rules. Yeah. For a while, at some point later in the series, they they establish. Something more similar to the rule set you would know if you ever yeah. played the actual card game, mm-hmm. but the first few episodes are very, very fast and loose. With ah, it's convenient that we just let this slide mm-hmm. and have have this be the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we actually see the first instance this episode of Soggy the Dark Clown, yes, which becomes a staple of Kaiba's deck throughout the series, mm. even uh, though it's a garbage card. <laughs> Oh, it's a garbage card, but Kaiba always... And th- this is this is going back to where I said where they established the show very well. Um, Soggy is how they establish, like, magic cards. Mm-hmm. And, and not trap cards yet, but, um, you know, those are kind of aligned with it. Mm-hmm. But Kaiba plays a weak monster like Soggy, but then buffs it with a magic card, and then it kind of runs shop yeah. in his deck. Um, which, like, I mean, you're, you're, you're sounding like you're moaning that... <laughs> description Kyle so do you have a bone to pick well, with Soggy? So, so I don't have a bone to pick with Soggy. Soggy's an amazing card despite what I said a few minutes ago but <laughs> okay. what bothered me is <sighs> the show does a lot of this 
and I'll explain why it bothers me. So Kaiba played a card, Negative Energy, which according to Kaiba triples the attack of Sagi the Dark Clown, mm -hmm. which brings him up to 1800 and beats uh, Winged Dragon. Yeah. Now, the reason why this bothers me is because it's not what Negative Energy does. Negative Energy okay. only doubles the attack. So, which would not have been enough to beat Wing exactly. Dragon, but saying. why don't they just have Kaiba use an 800 damage monster? <laughs> like, why do they need to break these rules to do something that could easily just be fixed with, with like better strategy? I don't, I don't get it. Well, I hate it. Let me also play devil's advocate for this a little bit. I think Let's hear it. it is entirely possible, and I don't know this for sure, but it is entirely mm -hmm. possible that this anime in general was yes. written before the card game itself actually happened right okay like it's very yeah. possible that like, like balance he, put in place well yeah i mean I, so like I, I mentioned before how like in the manga like the card game was just one game among like a million games that were played in in the manga right but then the card game got really popular because people liked like seeing mm -hmm. the card game in the manga so eventually that just became like the focus of the show and then later on or the focus of the manga, rather, and then later on the focus of, like, the whole series in general, and they started merchandising it, and then the actual, like, real-life card game came out, right? So it's possible that what we're seeing here is, like, some kind of really loose prototype version of the card game that then later on became the actual trading card game that they changed the rules set and, you know, they did whatever they wanted. That's I, fair. I mean, that, that's perfectly it's understandable. Possible. But they do it throughout the entire well, series. Well, the, the problem is, is like, th there's no reason for them to do a lot of the stupid things that, <laughs> that they do, like Kyle was saying. I mean, like, they don't have to, like, to to fudge the rules as much as they do. They could just come up with a, a different way to, to get what they're trying to do dramatically. Don't worry. I will bring this up literally every time it happens. Good. I, I think that's important. I, every time a card does something it's not supposed to, Every time they do a useless change when <laughs> they could have just found a different card, I will bring it up. I'm and so I will never let it go. I also just want to point out, like, well, uh, so Mark, I do agree with you that the, the, this, this whole, like, thing with Sagi the Dark Clown and the magic card, that's a good way of explaining the basics of magic cards, how they work, yes, how they function, right? It is. That's good. The thing I don't like, and this is something that is also just a, a staple of the show is that after after that happens they have to play that off as like it was the biggest brain play that's ever happened in, <laughs> yeah, in the universe yeah, yeah. where yugi says he's good he knows every aspect of this game the guy played a magic card all right you have him it's too. like a puzzle yugi. <laughs> it's, it's 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 one of the fundamental things in the game right it's not so that big a deal you don't have to make that big a deal out of it but the show, in order to like be, you know, they're trying to make it hype, you know, they're trying to make it exciting. You know, they have to like play that up as if it's of something course. that's really, really, really hype. And maybe, maybe a small baby child will be fooled by that. <laughs> but it, that's you're not no small baby. I, child. I, I'm a I'm a 26 year old adult man watching Yu-Gi-Oh. And that says more about me than it does about Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, you're definitely not a baby child. Uh, <laughs> Well, so so I actually have a different gripe about that same moment. So where you say they they build up the fact that a magic card is is so groundbreaking, my my issue with that moment is less about the fact that he just played a magic card and more about the fact that Yugi says 
he he must know everything about this game. Meanwhile, he's been well established as the Duel Monsters champion mm-hmm. at this point. It's true. Why would you not think he knows everything about this game? <laughs> also, let's let's even let's even play devil's advocate and say Yugi doesn't know, doesn't follow the the World Duels Monsters Championship live on mm-hmm. Twitch.tv. Uh, he just beat your grandpa, who you've acknowledged knows everything about the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Why would you think that someone who can beat your grandpa doesn't know everything about the game? Like, it. So, so where you're arguing from, it's a basic element of the game. It shouldn't be shocking. M- my argument, and and they also do this consistently from the show, is you're blatantly underestimating your opponent to be able to do basic level things. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I think that's I think that's fair. But you know that's. That's the other like the crux of the show where it's you know nobody's actually good at the game, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I just want to point out here, and I know okay. you're gonna get angry. At <laughs> That's me. a hot take. I know you're gonna get angry at me. Kaiba's entire strategy in this in this duel and in his game in general is to have a, a bunch of ridiculously powerful cards. Yeah. Yugi's entire strategy is hope he gets lucky and draws what he needs to beat them. That's it. There's, there's, I believe the show would frame that. There's as nothing else to this. Game. Cards, like, that's it. But, that that okay. is that is all you get from these characters. Yeah. And yeah. both of those strategies are terrible, because well, at least if we're assuming you know real life rules, like no powerful card comes without <laughs> drawbacks, right? Sure. So like you know the blue eyes white dragon, I assume in the actual game has some kind of like you know big cost associated with playing it, right? I mean, we can't we can't jump around this like like that easily. If we're if we're going to criticize everything else, then in the universe that's been set up, Kaiba's strategy of have three blue eyes on the field sounds like an unbeatable strategy. Yes. Obviously, we see it beaten Multiple more times. than once. Um, but By I would argue I would argue that this time, so so it was beaten this time because Yugi pulled Exodia which we've established should have been done numerous times, but was only ever done for the first time in this duel. Yes, and it was pure luck. Yeah, uh, or in future fate, times we'll get to why they happened, but I think it's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> well, and I think that I think that I think that given the rule set, um, just having strong monsters and being able to summon them is a pretty good way to duel. I guess I, I guess given the rule set, that's fair. I mean, I, I think Kaiba is clearly a better duelist than Yugi. Which I don't think yes. is what the show is is trying to to make us think. Because if you look at it, like like Yugi's whole <sighs> bit is like heart of the cards, right? I want, right. I, I I believe in my deck. I believe I'll get a good card. It's just luck. It's literally it's just code for luck, you know. Yes. But but there. But it's heart of the cards. The, the show has. We gotta be on brand. Th- there's some sense in this show that the, there's like a spirit to the deck. Like you know, Yugi y- Yugi's like oh. I don't know if I can do it, and then he's you know the deck starts to fade away from. Him. He's like, oh yeah. no, my deck can sense my doubt, you know. Yeah, that was that was the other line I had written down as as a possible favorite quote for this episode. That 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 is a super it hype was so line. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I that I love that line. That line gets me going. That that line uh, that that line puts me in a good place for sure. The <laughs> idea that not only can the deck have doubt itself, but that you can sense the deck's doubt. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so so utterly ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, you know, I love it. <laughs> but I think, but I, like I, I want to take a point, an issue with your point that they they're trying to build in this episode that Yugi is a better duelist than Kaiba, because I don't think that's true. I think 
that they're trying to build that faith in your cards and in your deck is stronger than having a strong deck. I mean, yeah, that's what they want you to think, I guess. But, like, man, it's just so hard to... And I this this is my cynicism, my you know my adult cynicism. You know, I'm I'm not a small baby child anymore, despite watching Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, okay. right now. Um, and I watch this show and I see things like that, and I I I just can't give the show that bit of my suspension of disbelief. You know, you're literally sitting there with a deck of forty or so cards, and they're in a certain order. It's random when you shuffle it. What's there? Like, I know that. I can't separate that from my brain. It's not th- like you're you're trying to enforce some spirituality onto a thing that is very much mathematical and probability based. And it it. I wish I I could just look at this and just say ah you know we're we're all having fun here you know heart of the cards it's your deck it's got a, it's got a soul you know but it, it, I, I I struggle with it guys I I really do I really do and I don't well luckily it's the last time they talk about it in the rest yeah of the show. yeah yeah thank God you know at least we definitely won't have a counter for that going well forward. the no, problem no. is and that's the problem with with this this whole podcast series in general it's like what I just <laughs> described is every episode of the show. So I'm in for I'm in for you know, Joe. You don't know what you're in for. I don't think I do know what I'm in for actually, because you know, like I say, that's every episode of the show. But I guess that doesn't really that that's I I don't know the depths that this thing goes. I'm sure this goes to very very different places than than just you know hard of the cards being irritating. Well, that this seems like uh we we've touched on most most of the points of this episode. Is there anything else that um you guys that like from this episode that you guys wanted to discuss because I, I think we've hit most of the points that I had. What? That's impossible. Exactly. Um. The the the, the last scene oh, okay. with yeah, okay. with Kaiba's you know brain blast is uh <laughs> is pretty fantastic. Hey, is brain blast. I I, well, I, yeah, I yeah. have to say no matter what, no matter what happens with the rest of this series, no matter what happens to me as a result of watching Yu Gi Oh, no matter what whole i end up digging myself deeper and deeper into the depths of of anger and sadness no matter what happens it's pretty hype when he plays exodia and beats kai oh yeah like it's pretty hype guys like the the show does a great job with with that that ending the only thing if i have one gripe and this is a very minor gripe but it, it does bother me we never actually see Yugi draw the final piece of Exodia. What happens is Yugi says, you know, like he, he's, he's trying to believe in the heart of the cards, right? Then it cuts to Kaiba, yeah. who says, draw your last pathetic card. And then, you know, we get the split screen where Yugi says, my, my grandfather's deck has no pathetic cards, right? And then he just has Exodia in his hand, right? We never actually see that moment where he believes in the heart of the cards, picks up the card, and goes like, ah, okay. I did it. I will say, if you're if you're pining for that moment, there'll be about a thousand others for the rest <laughs> of the series. You know, I'm getting the sense so, of every episode of this show, in some sense, is the same thing. Nah. <laughs> it's definitely not. It, this is this is the peak. We've peaked at episode one. <laughs> I, I, will, I won't actually say that. We haven't peaked at episode one, but... 
but uh, I mean, there's a lot of filler, basically. Is is, but pretty much the conclusion of every duel is is <laughs> is that moment you're talking okay. about where he draws okay. the card, and, looks at it. We, you know, I just feel like th- if if I end up thinking that the moment where Kaiba gets toasted by Exodia is the best moment of the series, it bothers me that it lacks that one crucial not. thing. I so. <laughs> So I'll speak to the Exodia moment. I think that they blew all of their animation budget and and art budget on that moment because the amount of detail in Kaiba's face, oh man, and and like it's all so the good. animation was incredible. It, it's great, and it it just added to that moment being so hype mm-hmm. for that for that entire thing. Like through Exodia being spawned. And coming through and blasting away the blue eyes and blasting away Kaiba and mm-hmm. then the whole like open your mind Kaiba shit I think was a little <laughs> so, you know, over the top. Like, what's Did going you on? Shut there? your mouth. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there, but okay. <laughs> but but the animation was really good. I do like and that. It made that the moment bit, feel yeah. really cool. And I wish that the open your mind Kaiba had a little more impact in Kaiba's character than like a few throwaway lines in the next few episodes. Mm-hmm. But it was a cool moment. You know what, That's for you sure. know what wasn't a cool moment? When Taya oh. draws the, the symbol of friendship on uh, Oh, that was really lame. And it, yeah. it, it comes out of nowhere, too. I, I hated that I, friendship crap even when I was a kid, man. Like That, that was so like, right, get this out of here. I, I, don't I have an honest question. Honest, genuine question. At what point, when you guys were kids watching the show, did you realize it was a smiley face? I don't think I ever realized it as a kid. Really? I'm okay. gonna be honest you with you. You guys never realized that. I don't think I ever. That makes knew. me feel so much yeah. better. Than... <laughs> I thought it was just like a, a weird, like, like. But I probably thought it was like a Japanese like symbol or something. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. That's 100 percent what I thought yeah. until I rewatched it. I rewatched the Pegasus battle, like the the very end of uh, of Duelist mm-hmm. Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And they like had the whole scene in that battle where they put their hand, like Yugi's envisioning and put their hands together, and I realized it was a smile. And I was like, "Oh my god, did younger me just never know that this was a smiley face?" I'm glad. I'm glad that I wasn't. The nah, only one. don't worry, Mark. I, I'm, I'm, okay. Unfortunately, I uh, I also did <sighs> not realize it. I I actually probably for the first time realized it the most recent time I watched this first episode. I noticed it immediately. Like I saw, it. I was like, "Oh, it's a happy face." So you were mentioning earlier that you weren't a stupid kid, right? Uh, I mean... I'm pretty sure we established you the, wasn't. Okay, I'm just, uh, like, I'm just like, making sure. Like I said, Kyle, my what I'm, I'm doing this show to reckon with my younger self. And if I come to the conclusion after however many episodes that I was a, a big fucking dumbass, <laughs> then, uh, you know, I'm going to have to live with that. All right, well... I, I, I got to add one last thing, okay? Okay, go ahead. One go last ahead. thing. Maybe my, like, one of my favorite, like, two scenes in this episode, as Joey mentioned earlier, when Yugi's like, my grandfather's deck has no pathetic cards. Literally, like, a minute earlier, it was showing some of his cards, and, like, Beaver Warrior was, like, the centerpiece. Beaver Warrior. Yep, yep. Beaver Warrior. When Joey said that line, the exact one that popped into my head, if I was pressed for an example, was Beaver Warrior. (laughs) (laughs) There might be no epitome more. Than, than Beaver Warrior. We are going to be crapping on Beaver Warrior all the time <laughs> in this show. So get get ready, people. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to... I mean, Beaver Warrior, I will say, really good artwork on that card. Love it. 
absolutely pathetic card. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's such a bad card. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's not about it's not about power. You know, that's what where Kaiba went wrong. It's about believing in your cards. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, we have a bunch of stuff to look forward to for the remaining 249 episodes of this series. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I think this has been really good discussion, and yeah. um, man, if we can talk this much about one episode, I I I think that like when we get to the big battles later in this series, I think those are going to be a lot of fun to go through. Oh yeah, there's a lot of like like the filler battles against like the Weevil Underwoods and and the Rex Raptors. Like, how dare I you? Don't you dare call Weevil those. Underwood don't you... a filler uh, duel. Next, next, you're going to say Mako Tsunami isn't a huge fight. <laughs> Okay, Biker Keith, Bone, like who Biker do you want? Keith. Okay, all right. Bandit so Keith. Nobody, nobody's a filler fight. We're going, <laughs> we're going every single episode, one podcast per episode. It's gonna be great. Oh no, uh, no, but we are we're not doing that. <laughs> we're definitely not doing that. I don't have it in me. <laughs> uh, but I think this has been a, a a really good start to an amazing journey that we're about to partake in, and by God, I cannot wait to see Joey break. It so might happen sooner than you think. In, if you're all in to witness a grown man break 20 episodes into this show and then be suffered to sit through it for another 200, <laughs> then just tune in next week. Wait, I just want to ask one question. Okay. How About how many episodes is Duelist Kingdom? 50. So what you're saying is there's 200 episodes after Duelist Kingdom? Roughly. Give or take, yeah. There's between there's a between forty and fifty episodes per season on Hulu, and there's five seasons. Okay. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>